transmitting the Mint Condition Podcast. I'm just waiting for us to get into a good episode, and then Scott's power goes out again. <laughs> well, no, it's got, it's got more of a charge now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 281 of the Men Kadish podcast right here on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You know, wherever you listen to podcasts, you will uh, you will find us. Uh, as always, I'm Scott the Bot Savage, along with... Sweetbread. And... Joe. And uh, we are back. We took a took a little week off because, well, I don't know what Joe and Wade were doing, but I felt like utter dog shit. So did and, I. And I am not feeling much better today. I have a throbbing headache. Um, I feel I feel so shitty. But you know what? I couldn't wait. I couldn't bear to be gone a second week. So I'm here. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do our best to give you guys a good show. Um, today is really gonna be very wrestling heavy. So if you're not a wrestling fan, I'm sorry, you know. Uh, but I, I got a little news for you. If you haven't figured it out in the previous 280 episodes, we like it, and uh, this is our show. We Literally. have the show. We have the show. You don't. So you're gonna you're either gonna listen to what we <laughs> have to say, or you can turn it off. Literally. All right? The, because, the show that, that once was a wrestling podcast. Solely. Yeah, because let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Uh, you are not the boss of me, and this is my podcast that I have with my friends. It's their podcast, and, and we talk about things we want to talk about. Today we want to talk about wrestling, and we're going to talk about wrestling because a lot of big stuff happened. Uh, you had the two nights of AEW Fighter Fest. You had the two nights of WWE's NXT uh, Great American Bash. And you had the New Japan Cup Finals, um, the the follow-up to the New Japan Cup Finals, uh, Dominion and Osaka Joe Hall. Um, I think it pro- like just finished up as of this recording. Yeah. Um, I was not well enough to – I contemplated staying up to watch it live to be able to talk about it on the show. But I just m- – my body was just said, no way. You are not doing it. So uh, that one I'll that one I'll briefly touch on uh, next week, and when I say briefly, I really mean briefly. I promise. So that one will be brief. Yes. But um, but as of right now, as of right now, uh, we are not going to be brief because this is like I said, this is a wrestling episode, and if that bothers you, I'm sorry, but you know. You should have known what you signed up for. You're going to get a wrestling episode every once in a while. And if you don't like it, then. Just go watch last week's episode. Yeah. yeah. Or, get, or just keep watching this episode and just get angry. Or yeah. you can like go watch wrestling and or start become your a own wrestling podcast. fan. <clears throat> start your own no wrestling talking podcast. Call it the No Wrestling Zone. That's call a good it name. call it call it instead of. Warzone, I thought that was TNA. 
I was going to say, instead of the war zone, you can call it the boar zone. Oh, my God. It's a good thing Raw back in the day wasn't boring, because then you could call <clears throat> it the boar zone. I'm surprised Nitro didn't name themselves. No, oh, my God. Dana White, his next thing, if he had a Monday night show, you could call it Monday Night Fightro. Monday Monday Fightro. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I, I told you, Wade, uh, in our our one of our group chats, I'm still upset that Dana White, in all his uncreative wisdom, did not refer to – is calling it Fight Island when it should be called UFC-S-E-A. Like, it's right there. Well, he copyrighted it because John Oliver tried to. Yeah, I know, and he's a, he's a fucking dumbass. He's a fucking Wait. dumbass dude, bro, who's going to explode one day. It's gonna explode, and it's just going to be monster energy drinks. Oh, my God, dude. Him and Joe Rogan, their heads look like they're going to blow up. Every time I see them, they get they – get, <laughs> it's like they swell more, uh, and they're red, and they're just going to explode. <clears throat> Veiny. So I watch – oh, before we get into the wrestling, I did watch uh, – <clears throat> speaking of Joe Rogan, because he, he was in the segment – uh, I haven't watched Chappelle's show in years, and I guess I completely blacked out on the first season. With the great New York boobs? Great New York, New York boobs. This I is forgot Joe Rogan, host of NBC's Fear Factor. <clears throat> and can we tell you something? You have got some great New York, New York boobs. I forgot all about it until they said, it rests like an eagle on a perch. <laughs> I forgot all of until that point. I forgot everything about it. That was, dude. That is legit the only time I've ever enjoyed the the appearance of Joe Rogan. It was a we. It was weird. It was a marathon, but it was not in order. So we had the first season episode, and then we had the lost episode uh, season where it's Charlie Murphy and other guy. I forgot his name. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. He was Ashley Larry. Yeah. Uh, those episodes were... Was it, was it the one where he did the Howard Dean, the... <clears throat> no. It was the one where he gets revenge on everyone. Oh. <clears throat> oh, and also that guy, uh, when he gets money, he has he has so much money, people are overcharging him, they shoot that his bodyguard, and he's like, the secret is... I'm dead. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no, no. The episode was like, he gets revenge on people, and Spike Lee was there. Two times. Give me some. Give me some. Oh, that's only really give me some. <clears throat> give me some. Give me some. Uh, yeah, so Joe Rogan's on that episode. That's all I need now. Um, yeah, so what do you want to start with? Uh, you know what? I want to hear something that I don't know. So, Wade, why don't you do, why don't you do uh, Great American Bash? <clears throat> okay. So I, like I said, I did not watch <clears throat> it. I have lost a lot of interest in NXT. And quite frankly, the fact that they did this during AEW, I'm gonna pick AEW over NXT. Okay, so it's not, it's not like it's not that I think AEW is better, or whatever. It's just I've been burned so many times by NXT guys going to the main roster that like I'm just numb to them. I, on the other hand, am just thinking, okay, it's like it's like uh, NXT. Like I'm just imagining, like oh they. They left for they left another promotion. They left for another promotion. That's all I. That's all I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they went to a shitty promotion. <clears throat> it was more Whatever. of a B promotion, if anything. Whatever. <clears throat> anyway, so night one was July first. Uh, we started with a four-way elimination match. 
to determine the number one contendership for the women's title. You got Candice LeRae, you got Mia Yim, you got Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. This match was way too long. Uh, I think it would have been better if it wasn't elimination. <clears throat> That's just my opinion. It just seemed like they were just very tired at the end. You know. Uh, but Tegan Knox, well, can't wait. Yeah, Candice LeRae gets eliminated first, and then Mia Yim, and then Dakota Kai loses. So Tegan, Tegan Knox is now the number one contender and will face Io Shirai. For the title, which is next week. not It was not part of Grand American Bash, but it's next week. I guess that's why to combat a fight for the Fallen. It's, it's now uh, night one of the greatest American Bash. Yes. Well, uh, no, 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 no. They had the great American Bash, and then the next one's going to be Bash at the Beach. Yes. Because Cody, didn't Cody try doing that? What happened with that? I forgot. I thought he no, tried to. It was like a two or three week um, series of uh, dynamite episodes. Oh, okay. Kind of like what they did with Fighter Fest. Also, Remember, the, oh. no, it was two. It was two nights. The first week, it was at uh, I forget what arena it was, but it was at an arena. And then the second night, it was the Jericho Cruise. Yeah. Um. Also, the Combat Fighter Fest. Their set now has a red, white, and blue car. Like a, like a hot rod. And you're like, like a car, Scott. Like, do you like cars? <laughs> do you, you like know cars? what cars are? You like cars, Scott? <laughs> Not like... I mean I, I mean, I like having a car. I don't know if I like cars as a whole. I mean, I did watch Cars 2 one time in the theater while eating beans. And, uh... Well, y'all already know that story. <laughs> <laughs> That was Pickle. He uh, He's a sleepy boy. He's here um, on the podcast. Very unprofessional. Well, he if you knew the night he had last night, you'd, you'd be a little bit more understanding. He had to stay up very late because Mommy and Daddy were out. Why are you out? There's a pandemic going on. Because they were offering to cook us dinner. Why were you out? I just told you they offered to cook us dinner. Bubble Boy disapproves. Um, the, the Seinfeld character or the Jake Gyllenhaal character? Either one. The John Travolta one. Oh, God. I forgot about that one, Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, then there's uh, there's a, a singles match between Oni Lorcan, who still has the worst name in all wrestling, I think. Versus Timothy Thatcher, and it was... Uh, the best in wrestling. Yes, that was a very uh, rootin' tootin' uh, brawl slash technical submission match. Rootin' tootin'. Were they cowboys? Yeah, With, like, fucking the, 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 the chaps and the dusters and shit. Yes. This ring's open big enough for one of us. Uh, there's, uh, okay. So I don't remember night one that much, so I'm just going through the Wikipedia. <clears throat> uh, Timothy Thatcher beats Oni Lorcan by submission. Because why would Oni Lorcan win? Uh, <laughs> uh, and then there's a handicap match with Aaliyah and Robert Stone versus Rhea Ripley. If Rhea now, loses... Now, I saw a clip of that, and I'm pretty sure he got a big old handful of Rhea Ripley's butt. Probably. Um, 
But it's not as creepy as, oh, we haven't even talked about, we're not going to talk about the British stuff and Joey Ryan stuff. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. No. But it's like, no, he's not Joey Ryan. Um, uh, Nevertheless. So, so, if Rhea Ripley loses, she has to join the Robert Stone brand, which is like, hey, that'd be interesting story right there. You know, she's stuck with Robert Stone, but it's not really her fault because it was a handicap match. But she's also the, the one of the biggest. It's kind of like, remember when uh, was it Shawn Michaels was like under JBL's employment? But it'd be better. Oh than that. yeah, it would be better than that because that sucked. I remember Brie Bella being Nikki Bella's slave. Oh yeah, that was also awful. Maybe that's why they didn't do that this time, Wade. Because <laughs> uh, it's awful. <clears throat> yeah. What's NXT? So you think there's got to be some sort of hope? Yeah, you hope they wouldn't do it, and they didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then next uh, was a strap match between Roderick Strong. <laughs> the Yappa Pie Indian strap match, Jack. With Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis, uh, because Roderick's always running away from Loomis. Uh, I blacked out. I don't remember this match at all. This um, one. Uh, the Dexter Loomis one. That's all. Bobby Fish interfered. Okay. Did you watch it, Joe? No, I just know what happened. Oh, okay. Uh, I okay. So I, I blocked down that match. So yeah. Uh, the main event was Io Shirai uh, versus Sasha Banks. Uh, it does not say on Wikipedia it was for the title, so it was just an exhibition match. Yeah, I believe uh, it was non-title, and Sasha had Bailey with her. Yeah. And they were rocking the red, white, and blue. And they were also driving in a car with a corgi, if there's a corgi. Yes, yeah, Scott. Uh, Don't you love cars? Cars? cars. The red, white, and blue cars. <laughs> Scott's favorite movie is Tokyo Drift. Did you know that? But they're Isn't not that? red, white, and blue cars. Oh, yeah, because Tokyo Drifts in Japan. Uh, yeah, it's in Tokyo, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> you get my drift? Um, they all drive Lancers and fucking Daewoo's or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the movie sucks. Anyway, Io um, Shirai beats Sasha Banks. There you go. Um, there's your matches. There you go. And then <laughs> That was night one. That was night one. So night two is something I remember more like... Notice, I remember more. Uh, <clears throat> we start with a street fight because Mia Yim and Candice LeRae are not done with each other after last week or the past few weeks. So uh, they have that, a was, sh- that was set up with a back, back, uh, yes. backstage, backstage brawl. Yes. Um, so Candice LeRae and Mia Yim beat the shit out of each other for like 15 minutes with weapons and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> then Candice LeRae gets the win. So there you go. Uh, and then we get a singles match between Tony Nese and Bronson Reed and Tony Lees. Tony Lees. Tony Lees. Tony Lees. That's his new, uh, that's his new uh, real estate gimmick. Tony Lees. <clears throat> no, it's uh, Tony Lees interesting. I like mine better. It's more fun. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it doesn't matter because Tony Lees is Tony Lees. God damn it. Tony Lees <laughs> is dead because Bronson Reed squashed the fuck out of him. Yeah. Oh my God, Joe! I still think they should do the our gimmick idea with Tony Nese, where like it's like, hey, can you watch this girl for a second? I just, I just gotta, I just gotta run some errands. Well, who is she? 
It's Tony's niece. God, you made this joke like like a year ago and it wasn't funny then. It's still I, not funny. I know, which means it's perfect for WWE. This is the rest. This is this They'd is, make it work. It'd be like the fucking uh, the drifter gimmick. This is your new this was I guess is this your new uh, Mecca Lecca High joke? <laughs> Did we lose Scott? He's on the phone. Oh, Scott's on the phone. He can't talk right now because he's on the phone. <laughs> but uh, I, got, I have a side view and I can't see his screen. That's why. Uh, <clears throat> so then we get a single, a random singles match between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Johnny Gargano. Isaiah Swerve Scott don't win any matches, so it was competitive. It was like 15 minutes. But who, who did he face? Isaiah Swerve Scott fought. Johnny Gargano. Oh, okay. So Johnny won. Johnny Gargano won, and he's yeah, because uh, that was also man. set up by the the brawl because Isaiah Scott got in and like tried to break it up, and Johnny's like, "You don't touch my girlfriend or whatever." Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention that <clears throat> Robert Stone is trying to recruit Shotzi, who's in her little tank thing. He throws his coffee behind him, and he hits uh, Killian Dane. <clears throat> Killian Dane beats the shit out of him, and then Shotzi runs over Robert Stone's leg, and Robert Stone sells it like he's da- dying. God, Killian Dane, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <clears throat> yeah. Just so. wait until it's like him versus Drew McIntyre for the title. Yes. Or, remember Sanity? Yeah. No. Oh boy, that was that was a that was a waste. <clears throat> that was a waste of everyone's, that was a waste of everyone's time. Anyway, well, yeah, but I mean, but look at it this way: with the exception of Killian Dane and well, Eric Young's gone, but like at least at least you know Nikki Cross and uh, Alexander Wolf have been able to move on since and do something. Wolf yeah. with uh, Imperium and well, don't don't forget that NXT UK is probably not going to be around that much longer. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure. So Nikki probably... Cross did all right, like I predicted. But, but I'm sure Imperium will probably still be part of regular NXT at some point. I mean, I mean they're the NXT champion tag team champions right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> and you can't like not do anything with Walter, you know? You got to well, do something. He doesn't, Walter, he, doesn't wanna, he doesn't want to relocate to the United States, so he's going to do like. Two matches a year. Yeah. But, I mean, the other guys in Imperium are, are still really good. I think Fabian Eichner, of all of them, is the one that's, like, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's really a breakout. Yeah, he's a breakout star. Uh, <clears throat> so, next on NXT, we had a, a six-man tag, baby. It was Drake Maverick and Brizongo versus Legato del Fantasma. Or Legato. Oh, no. Legato. <laughs> Legato. I said it right, hell yeah. You said it right the first time, and then you're like, uh, nope, nope, I'm wait, I gotta fuck it up. With, uh, the team is Raul Mendoza, jo- Joaquin Wilde, and Santos Escobar, formerly El Hijo del Fantasma. Uh, and then, well, Fantasma beats the shit out of them and wins. There you go. <clears throat> That's your match. I don't remember much about it. Uh, there's a package of... Uh, Damian Priest, like you're a bit calling Cameron Grimes a bitch. Oh, that, and then you know it's serious. Yeah, and uh, that's next week. Next week they're gonna have a match together, and it's gonna be awesome because they 
they don't like each other. It's pretty obvious. Uh, <clears throat> and then we get Mercedes Martinez making her re-re-debut. Yeah. Against Santana Garrett dressed as Wonder Woman. I don't know what that's about. She always dresses kind of like that. Yeah. Well, she did. I'm just saying, she's always been that way. Well, I mean, Mercedes Martinez, she's... I mean, she did the classic, the Mae Young classic. Twice. And then... I don't know if she's actually shown up on NXT. Maybe as, like, enhancement for something. If she did, it was, like, a one-off deal. So this is, like, her real debut yeah as a character well, she also did some stuff for aew at the beginning of aew's run too i think she had a match with Shayna baszler and lost i think that's what it was yeah she she put over somebody yeah and then um i'm happy santana garrett's still in nxt yeah well she lost he, it, so <laughs> well i know but it's just like it just never seems like she sticks around long enough like she ends up somewhere else and then gets let go. Yeah. Like, she's a good wrestler. I don't know why she can't, like, find any traction anywhere. Yeah. Well, Mercedes Martinez beats her with a fisherman buster, which is like, wow, that's cool. It's a, it's not a submission finisher, because everyone has a submission finisher now. Well, she's got one, too. She just didn't use it tonight. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, no. Wade, Wade hates submissions now. Like, okay, so Krillin Cross uh, has one, and Dexter Loomis both have a similar submission hold. Like, can we get a submission hold on the foot, or the leg, or the back, or the arm? No, not the arm. Not the arm anymore. Why? Because everyone had an arm bar for a while. I think Matt Riddle has an arm bar now. I don't know. Anyway. uh, Good old knee bar. Yeah. Uh, TJP had that. Yeah. He's not with us anymore. He's now with... Well, no, he's an impact. He might as well be dead. Oh. Well, no, he's actually... uh, He's he's also in New Japan, but they're like their Young Lions show. Oh, he's part of their um, U.S. division. Yeah. He's been having... He's he's tatted up. That dude got a lot of tattoos over the past two years. Well, from what I heard... well, Well, from what I heard, his tattoos are part of the reason he got released. Because like, because you, because like, if you want to do stuff like that, you gotta like get it approved, you know, because like video games, action figures, you know, all that stuff. And he just went ahead and did it. Well, you have to be a big enough star to not ask. Yes. He's not a big enough star to anything. <clears throat> yeah, he he doesn't have the high score. Of this Remember time. when he was in the finals for the cruiserweight classic? He won the cruiserweight classic. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Yeah, he, he was the first Cruiserweight champion of the police badge belt era. Hold on. Like, do you guys not remember when he dabbed? No. He he dabbed? He dabbled in it. Bruce Wayne is Batman? Anyway, uh... Scott's uh, giving me, like, heavy, like, Danny Havoc vibes, and it's really kind of throwing me off. Who is? You are. Me? Yeah. How? I just, I literally just said it. Like, no, no, how? That's what I'm asking. You, I, you're just throwing it off with the way your hair is. Oh, God, I look like Goth Will Forte. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's even funnier like, if you think about it. It's like Scott's got a normal side part, but he's got extensions like, on <laughs> one side because you can totally sell it that way. Yeah. I didn't mean to distract everybody. No, it's all good. It's, it's all just good. You, you keep distracting me with your Danny Havocness. Yeah. I would have thought you thought Wade looked like Danny Havoc. No. His hair is closer in resemblance. Now, but when I saw Danny Havoc, he had long hair. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Last time I saw Danny Havoc, he did. Oh, oh, you're probably not going to see Danny Havoc for a while. Oh, boy. Just for the record, Danny Havoc's the one that was on AEW, right? He is no, Gotham I'm, Forte, right? It's Jimmy. It's no, Jimmy Havoc. I'm talking about Danny oh! Havoc. Oh! <laughs> oh, I've got my Havoc. You, you mean, hold on, Joe. You mean Davey Havoc. Davey Havoc, sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, now I see what you're talking about. There was okay. like three. Havoc's the old CZW <laughs> wrestler. My bad. There's like a whole heavy, like, there's three confusions here. You think it's Danny Havoc. You're thinking it's Jimmy Havoc. Who's Danny Havoc? He's a <laughs> CZW wrestler. He's an old, like, deathmatch wrestler. No, no, we're, no, we're talking about Dave. No, on, no. He meant, Joe eventually meant Davey Havoc. No, I get that now. Now I see no, what you're Scott saying. Didn't know Danny, Danny Havoc used to wrestle in, like, IWA Mid South and season. Oh, I thought you made up Davey, Danny Havoc. No, no, it's a real person. In fact, I think him and John Moxley like wrestled each other at a tournament of death. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean Chip Havoc? No. Oh, and his partner Ron Moxley. Oh, Ron Moxley. Okay, I know who that guy is. Yeah, well, he's he's the cousin of Don Moxley. Oh, the Don, as they say. Anyway. Um. So the next match, the next match is the main event. This is the event, the match we've been waiting for for two weeks. It is the winner takes all singles match for the NXT Championship and the NXT North American Championship. The ultimate challenge. Everyone, I guess, ever since Becky Lynch, we gotta have everyone's gotta be a two belter. Yeah, everyone's gotta. You're allowed to say belts. I'm getting, I'm really getting bored with, like, everyone having two belts. <laughs> like, it was great with Becky, and it was great with Naito, but then it's like, okay, now Bailey has two belts, and now, well, I'll just want Keith you know what, has no, two No, you know what I hate, you know what I, what, what annoys me more than when someone's, like, so-and-so two belts, is when they refer to themselves as the champ champ, like, oh my god, that sounds so dumb. I agree. Like, whatever. Why can't it's I just so dumb? I don't think I've ever heard that. Oh, I mean, Becky said it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, she has. Stupid. Anyway. <clears throat> but, like, why can't you just be like, I'm a double champion? Yeah. Like, everyone's got to be cute. <clears throat> everyone's got to come up with their cute little. Yeah. Thing. Uh, uh, well, didn't you know real life is written by Joss Whedon? Is that why I'm always eating shawarma? <clears throat> See, there's that clip right there. Oh, speaking of uh, side side note, speaking of uh, Joss Whedon, uh, recently, uh, last week I tried, or two weeks ago, sorry, I tried watching Firefly. Couldn't do it. Couldn't okay, do it. I can't either. Couldn't do it. I, I, it took me 20 minutes. I was like, I'm done. I can't. I can't deal with these characters. I haven't tried recently. I, I vowed that I would. I actually own it because I got it for like five bucks. 
Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, remember when kid seats were just five bucks at the monster truck? Yeah. What are they yeah. now? This world we're living in, where now they're ten bucks. What the yeah. fuck? So I tried doing Firefly, but I ended up starting The Expanse instead, which is a hey. much, much better show. Holy you shit. Much... You want to talk about belts? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> the, the asteroid belt, see. Yeah, Kelly Kelly can't stand it because they don't do subtitles for the uh, uh, Belter uh, jargon. Yes. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're it's like um they're they're treated like the Cajuns of outer space. <clears throat> Pretty much. And then you're like, what did he fucking say? <clears throat> well, I mean, they didn't give uh, Farmer Fran subtitles in The Water Boy. That's true. It all started fucking Farmer Fran. Anyway, uh, so the, the main event was great. It's a great big man, little man kind of match. Big man, little heel match where the heel's kind of being a little asshole. <clears throat> uh, the heel tries to hit everything. He does his Panama Sunrise. Nothing. Last call. Nothing. Uh, <clears throat> and then he goes, oh, so it basically ends up being, he's going to go for the Panama Sunrise, a second one on Keith Lee. So he jumps down. He's about to go up to do the flip. But Keith Lee, I don't, I'm, I've watched it multiple times. I don't know how he did it. But Keith Lee, in the middle of that Panama Sunrise, when they're going up, after he hits the ground, goes up, he turns it into a spirit bomb, power bomb. I don't know how he fucking did it. He just picked him up as a power bomb and slammed his ass. And well, I think then, he just explained it. He picked him up and he power bombed his ass. I'm just, I'm just like, how did like the legs, you know... You know, how did they get in that position? I was like, how did they do And well, then they did the they, movie they, magic, Wade. Movie yeah, they, magic. Pro- they were probably like, well, how can we end this match? And Keith Lee's like, well, you know that thing you do. I could turn that into a spirit bomb. <clears throat> He's like, yeah, he no, man. It's like, motherfucker, watch me. And he does a spirit bomb, and he picks him up, does the big bang move. Uh, big bang catastrophe. Catastrophe, that's the word. Um, and gets the one, two, three, no... False finish, no nothing. One, two, three. Keith Lee is now your double champion. Uh, confetti, red, white, and blue confetti comes down. Good for Keith Lee. And then, but in the background, like in the skybox, you see Karrion Cross. Oh, sorry. Kill. Yeah, I was Karrion. It's Karrion. Karrion. I was. I was gonna say Killian Cross. No. He's Karrion Luggage Cross. Oh, I'm sorry, Danny Cross. Got it. Um. He's Keith Calm and Karrion Cross. Carry on across and uh, I called him carry on, carry on across and uh, <laughs> did it again. <laughs> I can't unsay it now. And Scarlet are in the background laughing. So who are they targeting? Are they targeting Adam Cole like previously, or are they targeting Keith Lee? I doubt they would just give us Keith Lee and uh, Carry on Cross already. Because you can't have Carry on Cross lose after. Yeah, but Wade, we've got but but Wade. We've got we've we've got a show we've got to compete with Fight for the Fallen. <clears throat> Wait, well they're not having a match next week. That's the NXT Women's Titles having a match. You never know. They could do a unannounced. Well, it'll be perfect for Carrion uh, Cross to beat uh, Keith Lee and get both titles because that's two extra carry-ons. <laughs> like we we just made that joke though. Oh my God! Carry, <laughs> carry on, my wayward son, Cross. No, Scott just killed it. It's dead now. No, well, I, I didn't I kill just it. Saw... I just you can't top it. <clears throat> can't top this. Oh, he put, he put the flag on the peak, man. So wait, 
overall, night one, as an overall show, night one and night two together, which was the better night? And what did you think overall? Night two was better night. That winner-take-all match, it's like that was the match, you know. That was the match that the whole event was built on. Um, uh, It's tough because I think... AEW Fighter Fest had a better edge because every match felt like it was an event match. A lot of matches on Great American Bash just felt like they slapped on the Great American Bash to compete. Because a lot of the matches didn't feel like Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest is something they've been building for weeks. That couldn't have been on the show. Yeah. Like I'm looking through the <clears throat> the card, I mean I closed it shit. Um but like you have the card now. Yeah, the winner take all. You had the strat match, which that, they built up for that, I guess. And then yeah, <clears throat> then they had the, the women's matches, which were like I don't get half these matches. Like they well, had yeah, the number one. Already makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like they had this number one contendership match that had Candice LeRae and Mia Yim in it, but they could have just had Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox have a number one contendership match and Mia Yim and Candice LeRae have a street fight. Because, I mean, we just saw the previous week Candice LeRae and Mia Yim be in that four-way. So it's like you could have just had two matches separate, you know? Because you already had Dakota Kai and um, Tegan Knox. They already have, a, like, a blood feud going. So you could yeah. easily just have that match. But then you had, like, Isaiah Scott and Johnny Gargano. And it's just like, what? Set up, like, the same, like, beginning of the show... You know, backstage brawl. Yeah, it was... Overall, I thought NSC Great American Bash was okay. The main event was what sold everything. But it's like you could just have one night to do this. Yeah, well, yeah, but but Fighter Fest was two. Well, what are they going to do for Fight for the Fall now? Shit. Uh, Anyway. But yeah, no, but like, you you know, like I know you, you were saying that like Fighter Fest felt like an event, whereas... Great American Bash felt slapped together. And, like, I mean, I mean, remember, AEW was advertising Fighter Fest for a while, whereas the WWE really did just, like, randomly just decide, oh, by the way, this is Great American Bash now. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, don't. Because then Triple H is trying to, because, like, they're trying to say, look, oh, you know, like, well, we were, we're just doing what's right for NXT. Like, we're, like, oh. We're not counter-programming. Yeah, like, you guys, like, totally didn't plan this. Like, come on. Like, admit it. But, you know, it is whatever. Um, so, speaking of it's whatever. Um, so, while that was going on, uh, in an alternate universe, it was night one and night two of AEW Fighter Fest. Alternate uh, Universe Wrestling. What? It's an Ultimate Universe Wrestling. Yes. Um, on July 1st and 8th, respectively, at Daly's Place. Now, one thing that does bother me is it does say that the in when I'm looking at the, the information, it says zero attendance. But if you saw the show, and I'm not talking about the wrestlers who were in the crowd, there actually were people in attendance. So, you know, that's a fucking lie. I guess they just don't want to count the numbers. It's a lot of numbers like- to count, dude. Well, it's not Royal Rumble time. Only at Royal Rumble do you do the numbers. It's like 43 uh, 
people came by. I don't know. Do, you, do the math. Mania. Do the math. Um, okay, so yeah, so night one of Fighter Fest, um, I thought it was okay. Um, it had, you could definitely tell that Fighter Fest was a little hurt by um, the situation with John Moxley and Renee Young having coronavirus, or Renee having coronavirus, but John having to quarantine. You yeah. could definitely tell because that was the whole point. The whole like, excuse me, the whole like story of Fighter Fest was all the titles are going to be on the line. And literally, night of night one, they basically revealed to us, yeah, that's not happening. Um, but they, you know, they, they, they make up for it. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the second night was definitely, in my opinion, better than the first. I'm just going to put that out there. Agreed. So we, so we start off night one. You have MJF and Wardlow against uh, Jungle Boy. Sorry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And uh, Luchasaurus of Lucha Express. Um, I thought it was a really good opener. It re- like it re- that shit like like because the I don't know what it is, but like Jurassic Express and MJF and Wardlow just have this really good chemistry with each other. That like they just the whole match like it just they just get you hype. Like I know like a couple weeks ago they had that um, lumberjack match, and that. Um, and that that match was pretty cool, but this was like, okay, we don't have you know a bunch of other people around the ring to work with. This one, it's just us. And I thought they just absolutely nailed it. A lot of great action, um, and surprisingly, uh, the uh, Jurassic Express gets the win. Um, they pin now. Keep in mind, they pinned Wardlow. They did yep. not pin MJF. So technically, you know, MJF has not still not been beaten in AEW. Um, which, of course, I know he's going to keep saying, like, oh, well, I've never been pinned, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, is great, you know. That's what you want from your shithead heels. Um, although, I did think it was a little weird pinning Wardlow. Because they've really been building him up as an unstoppable monster. But I believe Luchasaurus got the cover. So, yeah. I mean, between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, who are you going to believe beat Wardlow? It's a it's a double edged sword because like you don't want MJF to get the 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 dub the lose because you know <clears throat> he's the main star of that little two duo. But you yeah. also don't want you also don't want Wardlow because he's still fairly new. He hasn't had as many matches. Well, not only that, but he's it's like tough. he's the muscle. He's the heavy. He's the guy that like you know he's basically the wall that you have to break through. Well, to- to go through to get to MJF. Well, this is how you kind of you get around it. You use Luchasaurus to beat Wardlow, right? Which is what happened. But now you have MJF and Wardlow figure out a way to take out Luchasaurus so the next time they wrestle a tag match with Jurassic Express, it's Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy, which MJF's going to get the pin or Wardlow's going to get the pin for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after that, we had a really good women's title match. Penelope yeah. Ford against Hikaru Shida for the women's title. I thought that was a really good match. My favorite thing in the whole match was it was when Shida went for the Falcon Arrow. She hits the Falcon Arrow, but when she like pulls back Penelope's leg for the cover, Penelope actually rolls back. And I'm like, 
I've never seen anyone get out of the, get out of a pin like that in that fashion. I thought that was a really ingenious thing. A lot of great stuff. If there's one match that I would say from this show you you really should go back and watch, that's the match. It was the as far as I'm concerned, it was the best match of the entire night. I agree. Um, I don't think any match under delivered, but I definitely think that that match was something special. Like you really should watch. If like I know a lot of people shit on the um the women's division right now in AEW because of like you know the lack of star power. You know the the um I don't want to call it a debacle, but it was definitely it definitely didn't work out the way I think they wanted to with Riho being the champion. Oh, you mean Jim like, Cornette? And not, not just Jim Cornette. Well, no, no, no. A lot of people, their main problem was just the fact that she was hardly ever on anymore because of her commitments to Japan. And I think putting Nyla Rose, giving Nyla Rose the title was a good idea, but then coronavirus hindered her ability to even show up for a while. And then, and, and then like, I, I think now that it's on Hikaru Shida, somebody who can be there at all the shows, I think now the women's title is somewhere because it's with someone credible not that Nyla Rose and Riho weren't credible, but they were. But it's so incredible who is around, who can be there more often. And I think, you know, honestly, I think she's probably the best of both worlds in in their women's division because you know she appeals she appeals to the Japanese audience, she appeals to the American audience. You know, she's believable enough to where you can believe she can she can wrestle with the with the regular size girls, but you could believe. That she, like when she beat Nyla Rose, like you believed that it was real. Like it didn't feel yeah, she um, didn't feel fake. Yeah, and she's definitely earned her stripes. Uh, for those who didn't know her, like she's been incredibly impressive um, when she's on television. Absolutely, and not only that, but like her English skills are very good as well, which is a definite plus. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to make it big in another country, learning that language is a very yeah. big help. And I think another problem, like, they dealt with a lot of injuries to kind of their bigger stars first. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Britt Baker going down with the concussion early. Um, and then, like, I think Kristen Statlander, when she was building steam, she tears, uh, like, a ligament in her knee or her ankle or something. I think it was like ACL or MCL. Yeah, and she's going to be gone. And she's going to be gone for a long time. And she was another one that I thought was, like, a credible, like, threat yeah. to Nyla Rose to, when she was the champion. To me, like, when I saw her, I was like, okay, I, you know, I see something with her that I think, you know, she she's going to get over as a character. And I think she can also you know, get over in the ring and do some impressive things. <laughs> Although the match that she was in that one time... Uh, was was full of body. I think it was her and Penelope Ford. There was a lot of uh, botches in that one, but that can be fixed in time and in communication. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So Sheeta gets the win. She retains the women's title. Seriously, go out of your way to watch that match. It, it was really something something to watch. Uh, then we've got the uh, TNT Championship on the line. Cody defends against Jake Hager with his wife Catalina Winemixer Hager. Um, the okay. Catalina wine mixer. I okay. I thought the match was good. There were a couple. I don't know what it is. It was about this match that like it was a good match, but like 
and they have and they have decent chemistry, but I don't know, like something felt a little off. You're not the only one that felt that way. That that's what I've been hearing across the board that there was something missing in this match that should have been epic. Yeah, and like one of the things that bothered me going it had nothing to do with the match. It's just nitpicking. Was like, like Jake Hager, like he's actually come out and like I know he his whole deal is like he wrestles in the fight shorts and everything, but like usually he he wears like you know fancier looking ones, but like he looked like he was wearing boxer shorts when he came out. Like I had, I used to have a when I, I went and I accidentally bought a pair of uh, a thing of boxers where they were really long, like like boxer briefs where they almost went down to my knees, and they were that shade of blue. Like I was so like, why is he wrestling in fucking boxer shorts? Um, I don't know what it is. Like it's almost like I think maybe his wife being involved isn't the best thing for his character right now. Maybe I don't know. Like it's just I don't weird think... him having a second, even though it's his wife. Like I don't know. He he. It seems weird him having just having someone in his corner that isn't like um just a member of the inner circle. And I think it would have been better served if Jericho being on commentary for most of the night. Like if Jericho could have helped that out, you know, could have given. A re- or, or even just a kayfabe, you know, heel reason. He's like, oh, she's out here just for moral support or whatever. Yeah. You know, and and have her help cheat the win or, you know, help cheat. Yeah. Like, it, 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 like, it's definitely a case of good match, but, like, like, you know how, like, a lot of wrestlers use the phrase, oh, you know, we had a good little match, you know? That's what it felt like to me. That was the personification of a good little match. You know, like it was like it was it was good for what it was. It's not any it's not a match anyone's going to remember, but it was like, you know, it was fine for what it was. You know, you didn't you didn't hate that you watched it. I that, think Hager should have won personally. I think he should have won, but I don't think he should have won the title. I think he should have won by DQ. I think that uh, Cody needs to like especially considering, like, how much Cody lost at the beginning of AEW's run. I think Cody definitely needs, like, a run with – a good run with a title. And I think not being tied down with a tag team partner and having this TNT title, I think, is a really good thing for him, especially considering it's not finished. So, like, you have a really great spokesperson for that fact. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. probably, like – like, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if Cody was the first champion just because they were, like, okay – this belt's unfinished. It looks like shit. You know what? If someone's going to wear this shitty belt, it's going to be me. You know, I'll carry the belt. Like, I'll bet you anything. When the belt is finished, that's when Cody loses it. How much y'all want that? When the belt is finished, that's when Cody loses it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not a bet I'm comfortable taking. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember this match at all. Like I said, it was what it was. I'm like real. Jake Hager, since coming back to AEW, since going to AEW, ever since started wrestling, he hasn't really been anything special. He well, needs. I, he needs. It also a, doesn't help that like he has competitive matches. Like if you watch yeah, he, the heavy, he, he like a, they they got to squash some motherfuckers. Him, him and Archer got more squash matches. Him and Archer both needed more squashy matches to be here with. Lance Archer is Jake Hager done right. I, well, 
I mean, he loses his first big match against Cody. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, but like, but did it? Yeah. It didn't hurt him. He went right so back guess, to what he was doing. So yeah, I guess Jay, uh, Jay the Snake's okay with first, like not taking down Caesar. I feel like both of them. It could have like Lance had a better build up, but I still think they both could have been pushed a little more into that like. There is no competitive match with him unless you're a top guy, you know. And that's my feeling. Like, like the only ones that should have had competitive matches are guys up in the main event, and everybody else should be, you know. And of course, you you scale it, but everybody else should be relatively easy for them to beat. Um, the one exception would be Darby Allen. Uh, because Darby Allen, that's kind of his character. Um, he'll have that competitive match. He just doesn't go away. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, I think Jake Hager definitely, like, he didn't even get matches, which I think had to do with his MMA schedule. Um, he he certainly needed more, like, just beat him and toss him around kind of matches. Before getting to this point. And maybe that's what they do after this. I don't know. Um, so yeah. So so uh, so Cody gets the win. He retains the belt. Um, and then we get. Uh, Private Party versus Proud and Powerful. Um, this is a fun. It was a fun match. You know what I mean? It, it was a lot of fun. You know a lot of. A lot of flippy doos. A lot of. A lot of fun, fun stuff. And I mean, Santana and Ortiz are just great characters. You know what I mean? Especially Ortiz. I don't know. I, I, what I saw of Ortiz before AEW, I never would have guessed that he would become what he has become in AEW. And I love it. I love his like goofy, like, like, okay. I know Joe, I know you know this, you know, that, uh, Kim Peel sketch, the, 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 the loco guy. Mm hmm. I don't know why, but I feel like he would be the new if if like let like if he if he, was the, he would be the newest member of that group. He's the guy he catches that, a bullet in his teeth. Yeah, he's the guy who um who uh, the other dude is trying to prove he's more loco than. Yeah. Quack quack! I'm a duck. Uh, Private Party gets the win on uh on Proud and Powerful, and then the main event. For the AEW World Tag Team Titles is uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, aka the uh, Whiskey and Milk Connection, as I've been calling them. Uh, and by that, I mean I just started calling them that this week because I saw a T-shirt that they sell uh, versus the Best Friends, who, by the way, the Best Friends have the best entrance in the history of professional wrestling, being driven to the ring by Trent's mom. Yeah, in the uh, in the minivan. Yeah, <clears throat> fun fact: I found out that is in fact Trent's mom. That's Probably. his legit mom in her love, legit minivan. I also love how the minivan, like the door doesn't shut. It's one of those like slow closing ones. Yeah. I I think, say. Wasn't there a dog in there too? No. I thought I saw a dog in there. No. Don't talk about Chuck Taylor like that. 
you leave Chuck alone. You are so mean to Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor is one of the greatest wrestlers I'll, of the last 10 or 20 years. I'll leave him alone. I, I did uh, hear he's a gentleman. He's a, I'll, I'll, hey, he's a Kentucky gentleman. I'll leave him alone when he stands out. He does stand out. By looking like a doughboy? You recognize him. By having the most generic haircut ever? You want to, but he stands out. Like, I like that haircut when I saw Paul London. I mean, I don't know what you want from Chuck Taylor, but, I mean, Fucking tell me what a, Chuck can do. Get, get a mohawk and do some sit-ups. Jesus Christ. What? What? But, but still, even in his shape, what can't Chuck Taylor do? Be charismatic. What? Oh, dude, you need to get schooled on some old-school PWG and Chikara. No, thank you. I don't like Chuck. I just don't like Chuck Taylor, especially when you have Trent Barretta, who is, like, he shouldn't be in a tag team. I've said that since the Dude Bros. Dude Busters. Busters. Dude Busters. Dude Bros. If if the women's title match was the best match, this was the second best match on the show. Uh, Really good stuff. I'm I'm really wondering what's gonna happen with Kenny and Paige because it really just feels like um, there's like an awkwardness, but it's like a good awkwardness. Like you could tell it's like you're supposed to feel that way with them because it's like Hangman's not like doesn't seem to be totally committed to like teaming. Well, it's the, winning. Yeah, it's I I think that's building up into the FTR feud. Yo, but what if it isn't? That's the thing that's crazy. I don't know. What if it isn't? Like, how crazy would that be if, like, this just keeps building and building, and then, like, it's like, oh, God, the suspense is killing me. Um, Then it would be like Adam Page's career at this point. Like, he has all this promise, they put him in the main event, and it doesn't go anywhere. um, so So Hangman and Omega get the win on Best Friends with the last shot. Or the last call, excuse me, last call. Last shot is um, Adam Cole, baby. Um, they hit him with the last the last call, the V-Trigger, Buckshot, Larry combo to retain. And that's night one. Uh, night oh, oh, you, oh, you forgot that FCR came out and they gave him beers. Oh, yeah. So at the end of the match, FTR comes out and they celebrate and they give him the beers. And, of course, Adam Page is going to drink it. But Kenny Omega, he's straight edge. He only drinks milk. So he, like, pours it out. And I was like, I- I'm surprised he didn't do like the. Remember the JB thing JBL did when he was in the drinking contest with Steve Austin? How he'd like per- he'd take a swig and then he'd like spit it out like to the side. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't do that. <clears throat> to be more subtle. But yeah, so that starts this big old feud because you don't, you don't not drink a beer, you know, as the Red yeah. like to say. Uh, so that, so that further, uh, muddied the waters between Hangman and Omega and also kind of muddied the waters a little between the Young Bucks and FTR because, you know, when the Young Bucks Young Bucks came out to separate, you know, so that was what it was. Um, so night two opens up with another tag team match. So probably in beating Proud and, Proud and Powerful got a world tag team title match against Kenny Omega and surprise, surprise, Omega and Hangman win again. Uh, last call. They beat Private Party, and again, a good match. Like their tag team division is second to none, really. I mean, even the even the even like the the teams that are just thrown together guys, you know, are still better than some of the real tag teams that you'll find. Yeah. Elsewhere, um, we then go to a uh, a one on one match: Lance Archer against Joey Janela. 
Um, I was actually surprised at like, like, okay, it wasn't a competitive match in the sense of like Joey was like standing toe to toe with him, like being tough. It was just like Joey just taking punishment. Yeah. I thought that, that if you're going to have these guys in these longer matches, this is how you got to do it. Because you show off the dangerous nature of Lance Archer, but then at the same time you show off the toughness and the, and the, the never say die attitude of a Joey Janela, <clears throat> um, especially when um, he brings out Sunny Kiss. Um, uh, um, Archer does because you know how Archer's been doing that thing where he grabs some random schlub from the back and he'll just like choke slam him in the ring during his entrance. Yeah, if there is a video game, they need to incorporate that. Um, but instead of that, he brings out Sonny Kiss. And so Sonny Kiss is out out there and taking some of the damage as well. Um, but, dude, Lance Archer just fucked his day up. I mean, he had some hope. Janela got some hope spots, but, dude, Lance Archer, when he hit the when he hit that finish, the blackout off the apron through the table, and then just roll. Because that's the thing. Usually when a guy gets hit with a move outside the ring, even if it's through the table, when they roll him back into the ring to pin him, it's usually always a kick out. The fact that he rolled him back in and that was the finish, to me, was like, holy shit. I will say, as someone who does not like Joey Janela, this is my favorite match. This was this was one of those, like, this is one of those matches that I think can make a believer out of somebody. You know what I mean? This was a, it was a, I mean, he, I mean, he just nailed it. He knew his role and he nailed it to perfection. But unfortunately, he, he was diagnosed with dead. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the eight-man tag, uh, the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Bros. The Butcher, with, the Blade, and the Bros. The Butcher, the Blade, the Bros. I like there that. There you go. Versus uh, FTR and the Bucks, a.k.a. Fuck the Young Bucks. Yes. Y'all y'all forgot about the Fuck the Young Bucks chant. I remembered. Pepperidge Farm remembered. Um, this match was fucking insane. Yes. All I, I, I only got three words. That Canadian destroyer. Yes. When fucking when fucking Phoenix goes over Pentagon, grabs I think it was Nick Jackson and does the Canadian destroyer into the crowd. Cancel the move. You will never do. There will never be a Canadian destroyer as good or as exciting as that one. Yeah. Um. And uh. So. You know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of great high flying, a lot of back and forth. I mean, this was just an absolute joy to watch. Uh, match ends with, uh, surprisingly, um, the Lucha Bros, they hit, I forget what the move was called. I think they called it the LB driver or something, where it was like, it's like a double underhook, but like Fenix holds them where it's kind of like, um, like a, you know, like the uh, backbreaker where it's like, it's almost like the dominator, but they like hold it. Yeah. It was something like that, almost like Magic Killer, but with a Tiger Driver. Yeah. Um, and then they got the win, and I, that really surprised me. I really thought that they were going to have FTR and Bucks win, but they didn't. And I thought this was a really good match. I was happy to see my boys. Um, so before the next uh, before the next match, I don't think it happened this way, but I'm just going to mention because I know Nyla Rose mentions it in her promo. So at some point, um, so last week Cage and Taz came out and they were talking about how John Moxley was scared to wrestle Cage and that's why he's not there. Well, next week they come out and he basically says like, you know, you know, Moxley's fucking scared. As far as I'm concerned, Brian Cage is the uncrowned champion. And so he then decides 
you know, if you're crowned or not, if you're a champion, you need a belt. And he gives him the actual FTW championship belt. Uh, that still says Taz on it. <laughs> uh, I will always say Taz. I hope he pulls a Sabu and just puts a piece of tape over the Taz and writes Cage on it. Uh, um, <clears throat> my only issue with the FTW belt is I feel like, and this is an issue of AEW a lot, I feel like they just, they're just fast-forwarding all their storylines. Like I feel like the FTR, like, the FTR, the FTW belt, you could have saved. I think what should have happened was... I, I, like, like, like I somehow... Like, somehow like, like, I'm pretty sure that Darby Allen's going to cost Cage the title. Because no, he's been talking about it. And he could be like, why, I should be the true champion. No, he should be like, after he loses to Moxley, he should be, I, I should be the champion. I, should I be, agree. Yeah. I agree. But, you know, I mean, I guess they just wanted to get people talking and... Things like that, and I mean, well, it's succeeded. And, it's, just, and it's just so they could be a they could do a double champ too. I I think it it also deals with um the the fact that like John Moxley is like not there, and they're just trying to figure out how the we because they probably had this time set aside already in the format. Yeah. So they're like. What do we do to keep the feud getting, you know, to keep moving the feud forward without Moxley being here? He beats up someone in a squash match. And, and not only that, but I think also the reason maybe they put the FTW belt on him is so that they can be like, okay, just in case John Moxley for some reason can't make fight for the Fallen either, you know, Cage needs something to do. <clears throat> well, you could have done the FTW belt then if that's the case. Well, well I, actually, no, no, wanted, no. I think they want it ready just in case. Yeah, no, I dis- I disagree with doing it then, like a fight for the Fallen, because I think at this point, now you have it established. If Moxley can't make it, you have Cage come out and be like, well, looks like you chickened out again. Anybody wants to challenge me for the FTW belt, come on down. And, and, then, then, and then Cody's like, I can challenge for the belt now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So it's end with another double champ. So that then leads to Nyla Rose dominating Kenzie Page and Kylan King in a handicap match. Uh, she alludes to the idea that uh, she's going to get a manager, whoever that is. I don't know. A lot of people are saying Vicky Guerrero, but I I'm think like, it's Vicky. But I'm like, who's to say it's a woman? It could even be Taz. It's Taz Long. Stable. Um, we got home. So we got, so we got uh, Arn Anderson's there. We have Arn Anderson. We have Jake the Snake Roberts. Tully, Tully. So we have we have two Horseman members. It's gonna be Barry Ol- Windham, Ole Anderson. No, yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul Roma. Uh, Wade, pretty Paul Roma. Lex Luger. No, he just, he just wheels his way to the ring. Yeah. And his shirts are too tiny. Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious, his advice is power bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then that leads to... softball. Okay, so that leads to uh, a six-man tag. It's the entirety of SoCal Uncensored against... Cole Cabana and the Dark Order, represented by Brody Lee and Stu Grayson. And, of course, like, the main story of the match is, like, Colt is, like, really fucking hurt. Like, not only is he badly injured and bruised, but we almost saw his dong. 
I don't know if you remember that way, because I know you saw it. Yeah. Where, like, he's in the trainer's room, and, like, you, you're, like, I, I'm just saying, you're, 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 you're so close to seeing Colt's uh, cabanas there. Uh, so, like, the whole point of the match is, like, Brody Lee's, like, telling him, like, no, no, you got to work hurt. You got to work hurt. You're, 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 you got to do this. And it's, like, you know, it's a really good back-and-forth match, but it's kind of like that match that Cody had with Brody Lee, where, um... Stu and him basically beat the shit out of the opponents, and then Colt gets the pinfall. And I'm really wondering what they're doing, because they've already merchandised, they've already put out a Colt Cabana Dark Order shirt, even though he's not actually in the Dark Order. Boom, boom, boom. So, I, I, I don't know. But, fun fact, his uh, his ring jacket for that night was designed by P. Lander Yellow of P. Lander Z, so shout out. I just wanted to mention that. Cool. And then the main event. The main event, which was the best match of both nights. Bar none. It's a tall order. Because <clears throat> that well, NXT main event was pretty damn good. But dude, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy was so good. Like, he starts off... Like, the fact that he starts off in full gear... Like, he didn't, like, he didn't... He didn't, like, start out being all, like... You know, slow and and uh, and 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 not caring whatever. He just went right for it. Um, yeah. I even like the thing where like he teased Jericho with the little, you know, the little wimpy kicks he does. Yeah. Um, like usually he'll when he when he backs up, he does a like a wimpy super kick to their shin. But yeah. Then he kicked the ever loving shit out of him. That's a spot that's been building for months. Oh my god, <clears throat> it, that match was unbelievable. And uh, I even because I think even Caitlyn really enjoyed that match. And I don't know how she feels about Orange Cassidy as a gimmick, but I mean, I'm down. Like I said, you remember what, how I said about Joey Janela? This is a match. <clears throat> I think anyone who's not a fan of Orange Cassidy, it makes a, it can make a, it'll make a believer. Well, out. I think uh, if you ask someone what do you think about Orange Cassidy, people are gonna be like, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and the thing is, the thing is with uh, the match was. What makes it great is like Chris, like people are afraid, like oh, aren't because there's a lot of detractors. <clears throat> Cornet, um, um, there's a lot of detractors that are like this guy should not even be in the league of Chris Jericho. But Chris Jericho was like 80% in control of this match. Yeah, if but not only that, but if Chris Jericho decides that he's not in Chris Jericho's league, Chris Jericho is not wrestling that <clears throat> match. No, I'm just saying, like Chris Jericho, who was like you know been wrestling for like what 30 years or whatever. He's he's in control. He's beating the shit out of Orange Cassidy. So he's he's got the the advantage. But then Orange Cassidy has these hope spots like oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and at the yeah. end you're like oh my god, he's gonna sneak a win. Well, oh yeah, but alas, that was not to be because Jericho with a, the sneakiest Judas effect <clears throat> I've yes. ever seen. Like as soon as he hit it, I even thought oh my god, Orange Cassidy is gonna be the first person to kick out of the Judas effect. And he didn't, and I was so upset. Yeah. Um, but I really love this match. Um, I thought, like, I thought this was like if you're only gonna watch one match from the show, this is the match to watch. It was so exciting, it was so entertaining, and like overall, I thought Spider Fest was good. I think, um, I think a lot of the match, what might have hurt some of the matches, is not having a, an actual crowd. You know, like they had the wrestlers, but like there's something about when you're watching wrestling fans react to it where like it feels more natural and everything yeah. can and, you imagine the orange cassidy match in a full oh my of- god 
Absolutely. Like, he's sneaky, like, one of the most over people on the show. And it's just like, I couldn't imagine what it would have been like in the arena having yeah. Orange Cassidy with Hope Spots. Yeah, overall, I thought, I thought both nights were really good. If I had to pick a better night, I guess I would say night two. But night one was still really good. If it's better, it's not by much. Um, overall, like if I had to grade it, I'd probably give it a B plus. I thought it was a I thought it was a really good show. Nothing under delivered. I just thought some things didn't deliver as much as they should have. There's, there was a couple matches that I thought were good, but like, you know, I don't know. Something was off. Something it's almost like, like it's almost like both NXT and Fighter Fest should have just been one night. Well, yeah, but also remember <clears throat> they want to do pay per view quality pay-per-view quality stuff and they were also again they were also working with the fact that their planned main event wasn't able to happen like chris jericho and orange cassie were not supposed to main event that show yeah. you know what i mean and they pulled out a main event quality match <clears throat> um, yes, so. yeah so i i i thought it was really good um from what wade's saying you know sounds like either way if you decide to watch either one you can't miss um real quick hey, 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 here's the thing i see a lot of people like they brian alvarez <clears throat> They're just so obsessed with, like, who beat who in the ratings. Well, AEW won the demographic of people who have a limp and people who have uh, gingivitis. Have a limp or have gingivitis. Like, they're always worried about these demos, who won the ratings. Who gives a flying fuck? Yeah, in, the age, in the age of DVR and the fact that NXT is on the network the next day, who gives a shit anymore? Yeah, Brian Alvarez, fucking, he's annoying. Like, I don't know why anybody listens to that guy. The guy is so fucking bitter about his own failed career. Yeah. Like, he wants to talk about numbers. Like, we could talk about his numbers. I like the other guy. It's like Brian and Vinny. I like Vinny. <clears throat> it's just, like, I've never met somebody who's literally so negative about every single thing on a wrestling <clears throat> show than Brian Alvarez. Like, he is the prototypical wrestling fan who literally can't be satisfied by anything. Yeah. <clears throat> like, like the problem is, like... Like, uh, Nate Meltzer like, can give a match six stars, and, like, Brian Alvarez will still hate it. <clears throat> yeah, like, the problem is, like... And there's even the fans who are like, NXT kick AEW's ass! And you're like, these are the same fans that ten years ago bitched about WWE not being good. Well, to be fair, WWE still isn't good. I mean, Raw and SmackDown I mean, this past week had a karaoke match. I'm just, I'm enjoying that there's something else. In t I mean, AEW is putting out a product that I prefer. <clears throat> yeah. um, NXT is also very good, uh, generally. But, like, I, there's just more wrestling on TV. There's more people watching it. It's good all the way around. Yeah. You know, people are watching both shows. Like, let's not even joke about it. Like, we all know it. Yeah, we we're, we're talking about it right now. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, oh, before we move on to wrestling that's on streaming services, uh, we have to talk about the eye for an eye match. We, we, we just have to bring it up. It doesn't even have to be a fun conversation. But, like... Do they really think that people think this is real? That people no, are going to buy it? it's entertainment, Wade. It's entertainment. Like, it's sports entertainment. First of all, we're going to have a Wyatt Swamp match 
That's enough CGI right now. We don't need... Oh, wait. Are they just going to green screen the swamp? Or are they going to fight in the swamp? I don't know. That I mean, that of all of the, the stuff that I'm hearing possible. about, that's actually the one I'm looking for. I actually want to see. <clears throat> but, like, that's all you need. We don't need... They're calling it the horror show. Why? Who came up with this idea? Cause Why? Spooky. There's one match that you could say is spooky. <clears throat> but, like, do this... I don't know. In Halloween time, I don't know. Like, yeah, but, what if, but what if Halloween was like in August? No, Scott. <laughs> Scott, they're saving Halloween havoc for NXT when AEW is doing a big show. Where? <clears throat> uh, so the match at so Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. The only way to win is for you to literally take the guy's eyeball out. So are they just gonna be patched the rest of the fucking career? Well, you saw. Yeah, uh, like, what's the payoff? You saw Ray. His mask had like um, the eye covering on it. So is he gonna do that forever? But it's probably WWE. That's <laughs> this is one of those things where like Raven of all people has like a great like word of wisdom. He's like, what? What? What's the payoff for this? <laughs> let, yeah. me, let me play, let me put it to you guys this way. I can already hear Conrad asking Bruce, Bruce, what the fuck are we doing? <clears throat> so there's two ways I could see this happening. We don't actually see the eye get ripped out, but we see a fake toy eyeball in Seth Rollins' hand. I just see it. And, you know, because we saw what was Ed and Eric Rowan's cage, so they don't want to put money into anything. <clears throat> or it's going to be CG. A CGI. I hate you for that. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be garbage, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll just watch that match. I don't give a shit about anything else. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I got to give a shit about Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Man. I'm going to get you, Dolph. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so along with all that stuff going on, New Japan has been holding their New Japan Cup since this, I think it was, uh, June 16th, uh, the final for this past weekend. Um, it's really a two-match show. I mean, they do have, like, the, this, you know, the traditional opening tag match. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of story through them. It was nice to see GBA, GBH team up. Uh, it's nice to see Stata team up with someone who, who doesn't hit him in the dick. Well... Well, well, actually, that ties into Dominion, but like the stuff with Zack Saber and uh, Tai Chi, um, like that story. Um, but yeah, so the two the two main matches for me was the debut of Master Wado, the former Hirai Kawado, Kawado's son. If you're in Mexico, uh, he goes against Doki, and I'm really glad he fucking won because the way that when they had him like show up and then Doki beat him up, I was like, oh my god, they are trying to sabotage this guy, like. From the get-go, and uh, or from the Watto, if you But I was really, I really enjoyed it. You could definitely see a lot of the Lucha Libre influence that he brings to New Japan. Um, I love the pants. I love the jacket. Like I love the getup. I love the gimmick. I love that the hair matches the the, the clothes. I like the look. I don't know. We don't know too much about the character of Master Watto yet, but as but as far as like the look and the way he wrestles, 
I think it was really good. I'm really I, glad he beat Doki as well because I don't think I've ever seen Doki win a match. I assume he's ever won a match in New Japan. I assume that Wado's personality, he likes to bet on pod racing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, Wado yeah. was cool. Wado was cool. I was like, this is either going to be because his, his like entrance, like you know, his entrance, like his promo video. I was like, is this Power Rangers Mystic Force? Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm I like, this is going to be a joke character. The voice <clears throat> that dude did Power Rangers work because it sounded like someone. And I'm like, and I'm like, they're gonna. this is going to be a joke character. This is going to be like a Toriano kind of character. No, no, he's serious. He beats the um, fuck out of people. Kicks. But yeah, now where does he go from here? I don't know. I mean, it makes it makes all the sense in the world to put him in LIJ, considering, you know, he's got the Mexican influence. <clears throat> but I feel so, like he's... He's better solo, and also I just don't see his aesthetic match everyone else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't necessarily know. I'm saying he would be a fine fit, not a great fit, but a fine fit. Um, but I think he he I think he he right now he's better off by himself. I think the character, especially when you're doing a new character like his, I think he needs to be on his own to really develop it in front of the crowd and let the people see who who Master Watto is. Rather like, than let let a group influence who because he's kind Wado. of a he's kind of a cartoony gimmick like he's a master of kung fu whatever like do what you do with like tai chi the tai chi was just like he was the holy emperor and then he got serious at some point you well, know off and on that's the thing about tai chi <clears throat> every once in a while he gets super serious but he then he's still like you know he's still doing the the thing where he's singing to the ring even though he's oh. not. He should forever do that, always. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I thought the match was I thought his his match with Doki was pretty good. Um, glad to see him pick up the win. Glad to see him back in Japan. Uh, I follow I watched some of his matches in Mexico and I was impressed. And um, I expect good things out of him. He he did great as a young lion as well. So I expect good things out of uh, Master Wado. Also, and then the main event was the New Japan Cup Finals. You have Okada, who I I forgot is the defending champion he he won it last year so he worked his way back up to the finals he's also the former champion of the uh, title well yeah he's former iwgp heavyweight champion I'm saying, like he has, he has the re- yeah he has the, ch- the reason why he's there is like he has a rematch like right, he needs, right. you can get a rematch or you can get uh all lij main event and yeah yeah so because he had before we get to that little backstory <clears throat> the semifinals were Okada and the other three in the semifinals were LIJ members. Yeah. So that's um, like, he's against, you're thinking Okada, he's going to be, you know, his, his story is he's going to overcome LIJ to inadvertently get a match against the leader of yeah. LIJ. Because I even thought, like, if Naito makes it to the finals, he, or Naito, if uh, Okada makes it to the finals, he's just going to win it. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so Okada, the story with Okada was, you know, he was getting, he got revenge on Ghetto in one of his matches. But, you know, he's winning his matches clean. He's also not using the Rainmaker to win. He's been using the uh, the Cobra Hold. Not, yeah. Like, not the Sergeant Slaughter style, but if you remember the Mass Superstars version where, like, the guys would sit up and he kind of, like, hook them in the side. It's a different style of Cobra Clutch, but that's the move he's been using, he's been utilizing a lot. I don't know if it has a name yet. Um, but that's been the hook is instead of after the tombstone, instead of going for rainmaker, 
he goes for that move. Now, if the move doesn't take him out right away, what he's been doing is he'll pick him up, hit without the ripcord, he's, he'll do two rainmakers, and then he'll lock the hold in. So it goes to referee stoppage rather than just a tap out. Um, so he, so that's how he gets there. Evil just fucking cheated, taking every every opportunity to use a chair, knock out the referee, low blows. Like he beat the fuck out of Sonata. His tag team, <clears throat> yes, that was like fucked up, man. And like, it. I mean, I, oh god, when I watched it, I was just like, oh my god, where does Lij go from here? Well, now I know. Yeah. Uh, so, so you've got Okada, who's been winning fair and square. You've got Evil, who's been cheating his way. But I mean, hey, his name's Evil. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, I thought they had a a pretty good match. Um, I don't think it ever really got into that second gear. You know, like it. Oh, it. I mean, now granted, their first gear is better than a lot of a lot of wrestlers' second gear. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. It just. It kind of like uh, Cody and uh, Lance Archer. There was just something about the match that just didn't uh, – just it wasn't happening yet, you know? So – but, you know, a lot of great stuff. You know, of course, Evil's cheating. You know, he's doing a lot of the stuff that got him to the finals. They're doing – they're you know, they're doing all the – you know, they're doing all this, all this stuff, a lot of ref bumps, a lot of chairs, this and that. Um, so eventually, so we get to a point where we've got a double down, like they're both down and then all of a sudden ghetto comes out and like, and it makes sense for ghetto to show up because he, he still has a feud with Okada. So he comes out, he distracts Okada. And then during the distraction, keep in mind the referee's down, uh, Yujiro Takahashi comes in and hits him with, um, his move. I forget what it's called, but it's like, um, you know, uh, uh was it Murphy's law that, uh, buddy Murphy does? Yeah. It's basically that move. So he hits that, and then Evil, like, he recovers. He takes advantage. And then Okada kicks out. Um, they all basically, they all get ejected. And so Evil then gets a, gets the win with, uh, you know, the low blow, everything is evil, and he pins it. So he wins the New Japan Cup. And you're like, okay, we're getting LIJ versus LIJ at pay-per-view. So he calls out Naito. You know, I don't know what exactly they were saying because I don't speak Japanese. So so they're talking, and it seems like everything's good. It seems like everything's fine. Naito, Naito does goes for the fist bump, and Evil goes for the fist bump. And you're just expecting that great shot of them, like, fist bump arching over the cup. He goes for the fist bump, and then right before he touches his fist, he makes the two sweet, hits Evil on... Naito and then sides with Bullet Club. Yep. And I'm like, why the fuck is he in Bullet Club? Like, like, and the only real reason is Bullet Club is so lacking in star power right now because all their main guys are stuck in the U.S. because yeah. they did that U.S. tour right before the coronavirus. Uh, Girls of Destiny are still there. Jay White is still there. Uh, Bad Luck Follies in New Zealand. Kenta, I don't know where the fuck Kenta is. You know, that, that's forget where's Waldo, where's Kenta, <laughs> you know, like, on, like, I feel like if Kenta could show up, it, it wouldn't have been evil. It would have <clears> been Kenta. And it also adds a new element to LIJ because like he was an original member. He was one of the three original he members. He was the original. He was, <clears throat> he was the first person after Naito. Yeah. He was the first person Naito brought into the group. But, but they, I'm like, what, what, wasn't Bushi? It, it would change and it's interesting and everything, but I don't want it. But wasn't Bushi? 
Wasn't Bushi also there? Remember? He was the, Bushi was third. That's why. That's why. Like oh, when okay. he, That's why. Like if you notice when he does the, you know, when he does the thing where he names everyone, says Los and Gobernados de Hop. Roll call. That's why he does it in the order he does it because it was evil. Bushi, Sonata, Hiromu, Shingo, and then he saves himself for last because I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Taito. Um. So yeah. So um. I get why they did it. It's a cool moment. I like it. It's a cool yeah. moment with that that too sweet. That was a good swerve. It's the, like, the visual. But it's one of those things, like, to me, I think just having him turn on Naito was enough. I think him joining Bullet Club is unnecessary. Like, I don't see him lasting in Bullet Club till Wrestle Kingdom. I'll put I'll it that say way. This. <clears throat> I'll say this. I watched I, – I did not watch Dominion, but I was spoiled. I'm not going to mention the spoilers. But – they showed like a video of his entrance. He's cool as shit, and he's no longer doing the tied hair. His hair is now down and in his face. Uh, okay. So that's the well, difference. Wait, and, he's, and I'm like, why did he tie his hair back? Because he's cool as shit well, with the probably, long hair. Well, he probably just kept getting in his eyes. <clears throat> well, he looks cool as shit, and his entrance is like, you know, like the lights are down. He's doing that with his hair down, like fucking cool he's not um, even doing he's not doing the reaper thing anymore he's just like being evil as he's being evil as fuck yeah well caitlin will be happy she thought the reaper thing was stupid as shit <clears throat> he looks like he has it it feels like it's not a change but it's also a change like i feel like evil it's one of those things that maybe people thought that evil can't go to the next level with naito yeah. in the way yeah it's like about oh, yeah, the bullet club you can do that yeah, it's about time that Evil is striking out on his own. I I mean, I agree that the Bullet Club thing is kind of odd to go from one faction to the other, especially one that's been down like Bullet Club. Well, and not only that, but the whole point originally was it was a bunch of foreign wrestlers. They've got, like, all these Japanese wrestlers joining Bullet Club now, and it's like it kind of takes away what made Bullet Club interesting. If, right. anything, if anything, Evil should have started his own group. Right. Or, it, like I said, he could either struck out on his own entirely, or he should have started his own faction. Right. The, like, I, I, like I said, I understand why he joined Bullet Club, because Bullet Club needs star power. Yeah. But It also needs a little life. It needs a little spark, because honestly, Jay White, I like Jay White now. I used to not like him. But I feel like it just hasn't had that... That je ne sais quoi of what, not not even the elite, like the original Bullet Club. It doesn't have that oomph to it anymore. Well, and, but also remember, you're talking about a situation where, okay, so, J, so once New Beginnings started, that's when things were really supposed to like go up. But like they made the mistake of having the Bullet Club members work the U.S. show, and then they got like I said, you're really, I mean, it's real. They're really a victim of the coronavirus. Yeah, no. That's the thing. That's why they're not as prominent as they are, because once New Japan started running shows again, it's like, oh shit, we only have <laughs> Yujiro Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori and Ghetto and Jado. Like, that's all they've got. I can't think of any other Bullet Club members. Well, well, it's going to be, it's extra interesting now, because what happens when <clears throat> Jay White and all of them come back? Like, Jay White's going to be like, to Gato, like, what the fuck? I. I Who think, is this clown? I think they're going to kick Evil out. 
Like, I think yeah. they're going to kick him out and be like, you were a means to an end. Or, you were never Bullet Club. Or Abel's, or Abel's just going to be like, I don't need you guys. I got what I wanted. Peace. And out. Well, no, but, if you, but that's the thing. He didn't need them to get what they what he wanted. That's why I'm cool. saying, like, I think they're going to kick cool. him. Oh, Bullet Club beat him up, and then Evil wants revenge, and the only person he can turn to is L.I.J. I mean, whatever gets him back to the group, because I'm sorry, but that that group was immaculate. It's the only group I can think of. Scott can't from, handle the breakup. It's the only group I can think of, aside from New Day, that has been pretty much the original members sticking up, sticking around. Yeah, and I mean, now, and and I mean, they kind of fluctuate into like other than Naito, like who's more important, but all of them have been important. I mean, they they all the junior heavyweights have won, with the exception of. Shingo, they all won the heavyweight title, the junior heavyweight title. Uh, they've all been junior heavyweight tag t- champion. They've had the world tag team titles, the never open weight, six man and single heavy uh, heavyweight title, intercontinental title. Like they've had all the belts. Not a six man. All the, all the things. The only belt they've Lij has never had is the U.S. title. That's, the, that's another thing. They could add a U.S. member, U.S. wrestler to. Well, they, well, they tried that with Jay Lethal, but that didn't pan out. <clears throat> no, that, that, he's not a New Japan. Like, like you could have got like a Young Lion can join. Not Young Lion, but like more seasoned Young Lion. Just don't be TJP. Don't be TJP. Do not be TJP. New Japan, well, if you're listening, good work. don't <laughs> be TJP. Uh, but like, he has experience in Mexico. What, ma- what makes it difficult is like, what happens to the six man title? Because Evil is a champion with Bushi and Shingo. Yeah, that's the thing that that's the one thing everyone said. Like, this is all well and good, but like, he's still like one third of the tag team champ. The only thing I can think of is either the entire group gets stripped or he gets stripped and they put it on Sonata. That's the only thing I can think of. They're the only two things I can think. Fucking of. Sonata deserves it after what Evil did to him. Jesus Christ! I guarantee. I guarantee. You, Evil versus Sonata is gonna be. It's. If it doesn't if if it doesn't happen at Wrestle Kingdom, it's gotta happen in the G one climax. Oh they even got, yeah, the G one climax shit. <clears throat> yeah, well that was remember, that was moved to the fall anyway because yeah. of the Olympics. Yeah. Uh but yeah. um yeah, so New Japan, you can stream New Japan. They also have a Young Lion show, which uh, I have not watched episode two, but yeah, episode one was pretty freaking fun. Yeah, uh was it, I think it's called Lions Break. Lions Break, pretty cool. Uh, it's only yeah. it's only a half hour show, so it's not like it's breaking your day. Yeah, it's it's and it's it's every week. I think it's every Saturday, a new episode is uploaded. Every, yeah, every it came out around the same time as New Japan Cup. Okay, yeah, so every Saturday, uh, there's a new episode. Like uh, I said, it's a half hour. It's easy to digest. Also, uh, All Japan has a YouTube channel they upload shows to. Well, they also have a streaming service. Oh, they do. Yeah, uh, AJPW uh, dot, uh, TV. Do they have English commentary at all? Um, they do not have English commentary, but their website does utilize uh, English translation. So because it's still, watched, it's still watched, good. I watched their YouTube, and I'm like, I have no clue what's going on. I have no clue who these people are and what's going um, on. But yeah, actually, there's a lot of um, a lot of the Japanese organizations were that. Uh, where some of them were doing empty arenas. I know a uh, stardom did. So if you want to do stardom world that you have for your Joshi fix, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. I think DDT 
did streaming as or did empty arena shows, but I know Pro Wrestling Noah did, and that's uh, they were bought by DDT in January. So uh, if you get, uh, subscribe to DDT Universe, and you can definitely watch Pro Wrestling Noah shows. Um, I don't know if, if DDT Ram you can watch them too. So, yeah. um, but Wrestling's starting to come back in Japan. They're starting to get crowds. So yeah, because you know, you know what? they're not fucking morons. Yeah, well, what can I say? We're Americans. We're stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, let's, go yeah. let's go wrap it up for this week's show. This is, you know, this is, you know, we had some fun. You know, we we went a little long, but hey, it's Austin Wrestling. What do you expect after 280 episodes? Um, but uh, if you want to stay in contact with us, Wade's gonna tell you how you can go ahead and do that. Wade, tell them what to do. It's called, it's called social media, guys. It's called Twitter, Mint Condition MCP. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Instagram, where you can post pictures of stuff. It's Mint Condition Productions on there. And then Facebook, facebook.com slash mint condition productions. Right. Uh, and on top of that, when I have a band, Meteor King, uh, you can find links to all of our social media at meteorking.bandcamp.com. We've got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, YouTube, it's all there. Uh, you can get digital copies of our music. You can also get physical copies on CD as well. You can get t shirts, patches, and pins. If you order any physical merch through our website, you're going to get a free Meteor King sticker, either the die cut pink logo or the Ghoul Patrol mini sticker. Uh, we also do have a very limited run of our uh, anti-police brutality shirts. If you want to pick pick one up, just uh, shoot us a message on that one. And uh, if we've got your size, we'll give you the hookup. And, of course, if you order that, you will get the exclusive anti-police brutality sticker. Um, as far as shows, we have nothing scheduled because the Rona is a bitch and America is handling this poorly. Joe. We also have a YouTube page. If you go to youtube.com slash Productions, you can find all of our video output. Uh, there's things like B-Movie Den. Uh, there's, you know, old sound checks. There's old, you know, all kinds of stuff. Criterion Connections on there. Uh, this week we wrap up the Before Trilogy. And um, there's also the Mint Condition Shorts, which are also on Vimeo at vimeo.com slash Productions as well. Uh, just hit subscribe, um, you know, watch those videos, share them. Share them is probably the best way to help us. But, yeah. Um, All right. So uh, thank you to everybody for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Scott the Bot Savage along with Wade Wade and Joe. Reminding you, as always, to keep it clean. Keep it Danny Havoc. But most importantly, you got to keep it, keep it mint. 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 Condition. And we will see you later. Bye.